Good afternoon and welcome to the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Candace Dirksen. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on a $30 million commitment under the Government of Canada's Pan-Canadian Artificial Intelligence Strategy to Protein Industries Canada. And Glendalee Allen-Vossler talks with the Manager of Policy and Government Relations for the Grain Growers of Canada. The latest farm news and market numbers also coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Through a $30 million commitment under the Government of Canada's Pan-Canadian Artificial Intelligence Strategy, Protein Industries Canada is launching a new stream of programming that will co-invest in collaborative projects that utilize artificial intelligence to help grow Canada's plant-based food, feed, and ingredients ecosystem. Reporter Corey Knute spoke with Chief Technology Officer Megan Gervais. We've been tasked by the Government of Canada or given the opportunity to uh, fund a program that will take companies uh, working together to deploy artificial intelligence in their facilities or in their programs um, and really to financially support their work in doing that. So we will fund a portion of the work that they're doing if they're using artificial intelligence to um, maybe process more efficiently or to make decisions more quickly in terms of their, their ingredient manufacturing, for instance. Yeah, I guess uh, talk a little bit more about that, how, how AI can be used, um, you know, in the uh, plant uh, protein industry. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's a really interesting topic. There's a ton of opportunity to take data from all sorts of different sources. So it could be, you know, uh, data that's generated by producers as they're growing crops. It could be data that comes from consumers saying what they do or they don't like in a product. Um, it could be analytical data gathered in a lab where, you know, we're, we're analyzing the functionality of a protein or the composition of a protein. And you can take those disparate data sets um, and bring them together with an algorithm that will help make decisions. And so, you know, you can say this is the type of product that I would like to make and build an algorithm that will use all that data to give you, for instance, say the recipe or the formulation that you could go forward with. Talk about the road to $25 billion and, um, you know, how this will help uh, achieve some of those goals. Yeah, the road to $25 billion is all about positioning Canada to produce uh, 10% of the world's plant protein products by 2035. And that, that translates to a GDP contribution of $25 billion per year by 2035. And so we see this AI program um, and really artificial technology artificial intelligence technology uh, being one of the sort of tools in the toolbox that Canadian companies will have at their disposal to get there. Um, And so this will help us to create better products faster. It'll help to optimize processes. So perhaps to use data that's gathered in processing plants today um, to make decisions or to understand how to fine tune equipment so that companies can run it, you know, sort of the finest efficiency um, possible. Megan, anything else to, to add on this one? No, I think, you know, it's, a, it's an exciting time to, to be part of the space. We're looking forward to seeing what sort of project proposals come forward and, and really helping to deploy this kind of work out in Canada. And, and we think it'll make a big difference to the companies that are part of our network at Protein Industries Canada. Give us a bit of a recap on the uh, AGM held this week. Sure. So we, we held our, I guess, fourth annual general meeting. We were in Winnipeg this week for that and got to do it live and in person, which was very exciting. So we had, um, I would say, probably around 100 people in the room, um, a mix of our clients and our partners and some of the organizations that we work closely with. Um, went through the sort of general business of an AGM, the, the typical things that you see, but then had an opportunity to have um, a number of panels throughout the day where we, we had folks focus on 
sort of technology and what have we learned about technology in our journey over the last few years. Um, we had a panel that was a bit of a reflection back on what Protein Industries Canada has done with Fund One. And then we're, we're just in the process now of writing our application for our second round of funding. So um, an, another panel that focused on sort of what are the lessons learned and what, what, what can we do differently with Fund Two. So it was a great day to hear from industry and stakeholders and clients who we've worked with already and clients that we'll potentially work with in the future about what their thoughts are on, on how we continue to grow and make this a bigger and better thing for Canada. That was Megan Gervais, Chief Technology Officer with Protein Industries Canada. She was speaking with reporter Corey Knute. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Ag Wire for Thursday, September 29th. I'm Candace Dirksen. Today on the show, Glenda Lee Allen Bosler talks with the manager of policy and government relations for the Grain Growers of Canada, Brandon Leslie. The GGC has now hired a consulting firm to work with them on their Road to 2050 initiative. So we initially announced the project, our intention to uh, create a roadmap to achieve net zero emissions in the grain sector by 2050. We announced it back in uh, March of this year, and over the course of the summer, we've been uh, kind of putting our ducks in a row here about how to go about this. And one of the biggest pieces of that has been selecting a consultant uh, to lead the project. Uh, And so after uh, quite a bit of deliberation and receiving several proposals from firms and individuals uh, through a competitive process, we were were pleased to select uh, Renee Dillette to lead a team of four uh, experienced experts to carry out the project. Uh, Renee has vast experience in the space of environmental and and economic consulting, and in particular some recent experience in a similar type project for the cement industry. So we're fairly confident uh, in his ability to lead the project, but we're also in the process of uh, populating an expert advisory council uh, with diverse views from across the industry and across the nation. And Renee and his team will, will lean on them and our broader sustainability committee to ensure that the views of farmers remain at the forefront of this project. I think whether it be you know, last year's drought carrying into this year for many farmers or major flooding events in the spring or Hurricane Fiona on the East Coast this past weekend, uh, pretty clear that farmers are often on the front lines and is becoming increasingly evident that we must act you know, now to mitigate the impacts of climate change. And uh, we do believe that Canadian farms offer tremendous potential to, to play a larger role as, as those climate solutions providers. But those solutions need to be practical. And I think that's a big part of what this project is intended to be, is, is let farmers really guide this policy development process and make sure that we can work hand-in-hand with government to achieve our shared objectives of emission reductions, but also make sure that we maintain the profitability of the family farm in Canada. And that really is so important because oftentimes producers feel like they're not included in that conversation. Well, that's just it. I mean, Ottawa is a long, long ways from the farm gate. And, and if we are to achieve these, these goals, I think it's important that our federal government understands the impacts of existing and you know future proposed policies and programs. So this, this pro- project really is intended to help connect Ottawa with those realities facing farmers and 
I think farmers expect the government to be reasonable and, and listen to what they say is feasible. So this project is, is certainly aiming to do just that. And they like said farmers want to partner with governments in these shared goals. But we need to make sure that we do have that maintained focus on innovation, those yield increases through plant genetics and other other uh, new technologies that are emerging that have caused our, uh, farmers to use less emissions uh, and use inputs more efficiently. And make sure that we are able to continue to uh, to be uh, profitable and, and you know protect the prosperity of not just the farms but those rural communities they support across this country too. Now you talked about the advisory council. Who is on that? Well, I won't give away all the beans just yet. Now we're still working on finalizing that. But in general terms, it's going to be made up roughly of uh, about half of farm farmers themselves or farm representatives through staff of our member organizations from across the country. But we wanted to make sure we looked a little bit outside of, of just farmers and make sure that it isn't uh, just an echo chamber. So we're, we're intending to have a couple members of uh, various academic institutions and think tank institutions, uh, as well as an environmental uh, group to make sure that we're, we're well-rounded and have a diversity of views. Uh, but make sure that the farmer voice is, is certainly the one leading the conversation. So what is the next step now? So, I mean, next steps for us internally here, we're going to be having our, our kickoff meeting with uh, with Renee and his team uh, just next week, where we're going to sit down for a few hours uh, and, and kind of hash out, uh, you know, through the request for proposal process, the consultant has a pretty good understanding of, of what we're looking to achieve from a, from a workload perspective, but but really try to have that the farmers lead the conversation. Uh, we'll have an early morning meeting so they can get out in the field uh, after and, and kind of discuss some of the areas that they think there's real potential, where we think gains have been made, where, where more can be made, and really try to provide that direction. And then on an ongoing basis, uh, the team of consultants will be meeting with, um, with myself and, and members of our staff and members of our member staff. Uh, and our sustainability committee and this expert advisory council uh, on a fairly regular basis to make sure that there's kind of constant touch points to make sure that uh, the consultants are able to be pointed in the right direction of data that's emerging, research that's been undertaken on farm at various institutions or by our members, and make sure that they have a, a full understanding of where we are in terms of emissions and where we have the potential to grow and, uh, and then just how to go about it. Final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with people today? This is a pretty important project to us here. I think that, that more and more is being recognized by Canadians that, that we do need to act and, and that certainly the farming sector is, is critical both in terms of our food productivity and our economic viability and that needs to be protected. Um, so, you know, I think we can, we can pave our, our road to 2050 for Canada's grain sector and, and hold our heads up high knowing that we're doing our part. But like I say, just as importantly, ensuring the, the prosperity of the family farm across Canada. And, and if anybody out there uh, is looking for more information or, or how to get involved or support the project, you can uh, visit www.ggcroad2050.ca. That's Brandon Leslie, the Manager of Policy and Government Relations for the Grain Growers of Canada. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. That's it for the Prairie Ag Wire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Candace Dirksen, and thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon. The Prairie Ag Wire will return Saturday on the Golden West Farm Network.
Roland Pumpkin Fair is happening October 1st. Along with the traditional way-off events, there will also be a vendor and craft sale in the arena, entertainment for children and adults, along with a fabulous fall supper. Looking ahead, the annual ASE Career Fair at the University of Manitoba is being held October 4th from 2.30 p.m. to 6.30 at 65 Chancellor Circle, Winnipeg. This event is coordinated by Career Services, the Faculty of Agriculture Student Organization, and the University of Manitoba Engineering Society. And we've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Candace Dirksen. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. On behalf of Glenda Leal and Vossler, I'm Candace Dirksen and thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon.